are the Rookie Phenoms. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? We have so much to get into today. The NBA playing games are happening right now. Coaches are getting fired. And Webb and I are going to announce our all-NBA teams and our all-defense teams. Webb, are you ready for today's show? Yeah, I'm fired up. It sounded like it. Yeah, you sounded real fired <laughs> up there, buddy. That's what happens when you're a Laker fan right now. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, let's start with some playing games. We are recording this at 8.45 on Tuesday night. Brooklyn is currently playing Cleveland. It is a blowout. I think we can move past this game. Brooklyn's going to advance. Do you agree? 100%. Cleveland is in a world of trouble. So I'm just going to explain how the play-in works really quick. Uh, before the NBA, playoffs would be 1-8. to eight. Those seeds would get into the playoffs. That's how it would start. The NBA decided they wanted to get Zion Williamson in the playoffs. They changed the whole setup to accommodate him. He still failed. Now, <laughs> 7 plays 8. The winner moves on and is the 7 seed. The 9 and the 10 seeds play. The winner of that game plays the loser of the 7 versus 8 seed. And the winner of that game gets the 8 seed. Did I explain that correctly, Webb? 100%. It's all a concoction to, I don't know. It, it was invented for the bubble to get Zion in, and he still failed. It's terrible. Yeah. And um, it's it's interesting. The irony is the one time that New Orleans is actually in the play-in game, Zion didn't play for the season. So take that, Adam Silver. I cannot wait till New Orleans gives him $180 million this offseason. It's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. And so basically the... Having the the seven to ten seed means nothing now. It's uh very interesting what the NBA is doing. Very interesting. It's very stupid. I do not like it. So the rest of the games tonight, Minnesota will play the LA Clippers in Minnesota. Webb, who do you think wins that game? What's your prediction there? Uh, I'm pretty confident that the Clippers win that game. I feel the exact opposite. I think Minnesota takes it home. I like this Minnesota team. They're frisky. I like them. Okay. Well, we'll see. I, uh, I like uh, the veteran leadership on uh, the Clippers more, and I like uh, I like the wing players that they have that can uh, shut down some of, the, um, some of the gunners they have on Minnesota. But it should be fun. I think it would be very high score. I think so, too. No Kawhi still, Paul George is back, so that could be interesting. Yeah, and Norman Powell's back too, so helps. Okay, so tomorrow night, Atlanta's playing Charlotte in Atlanta. The winner of that game will probably play Cleveland in all likelihood. I think this game is going to be boring, and I do not want to watch it. I think this game will be fun. I have Atlanta winning the game against Charlotte, because I just think they're, they're just a much better team. And if I have to choose anybody to go off tomorrow, it's going to be Trey Young. Um, and yeah, they're hungry. Trey Young, top 15 player. I've been saying it forever. And the, the, the other game tomorrow night is New Orleans are playing the Los Angeles Lakers in New Orleans. Is that correct? Yep. Wait, no, it's not correct. New Orleans is playing San Antonio, sorry, in New Orleans. Webb, why aren't the Lakers? What happened to the Lakers? They're not in the playoffs this year? That can't be true. Yeah, so the Lakers did not make the playoffs. Um... No, 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 Webb. There's 10 seeds this year. There's 10 teams that make it to the <laughs> 10. The Lakers have LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. 10 teams make it. What seed are the Lakers this year? There's 10. Lower than 10. No, that's impossible. <laughs> I can laugh about it now. Whatever. It's uh, just another uh, another stain on LeBron's legacy. 
No, it's 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 real bad. As a Laker fan, like uh played Phoenix about a week ago and they were eliminated. <laughs> uh if you recall, you guaranteed me the Lakers make the playoffs and they were eliminated that evening. It was a, it was very impressive. Yeah, hours later. Um I didn't yeah. want to rub that in because I'm a good person. I think you also thought it was a foregone conclusion. I definitely texted you guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad. You know what the worst part is? Not the worst being, part. Being a Lakers fan? No, no, no. It's just funny. Like LeBron on April 1st, I told you, like we talked about this before. LeBron on April 1st uh, <laughs> sent out a tweet that said uh, he's out for the season and uh, see, see, see you all next fall. It was an April Fool's joke. I think he played one, maybe two more games, and then he was out for the season. Absolute clown. I saw a report that LeBron's going to spend the first month of the offseason rehabbing his ankle. Yes. And I was like, good for Team LeBron getting that out there right now. That's good. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He's the worst, honestly. <laughs> and then also, well, I guess we'll get to this after. Just what a guy. So, it's awful. Okay, so New Orleans and San Antonio. I really hope San Antonio wins. I'm just rooting so hard against Zion at this point. I was the biggest Zion guy, and I am a thousand percent out. San Antonio all day. Oop. I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but I kind of do. I had San Antonio as a 10 seed in the West in our preseason pick and in our midseason pick. Um, I'm going to go with New Orleans on this one. I would love to see the Spurs win as well, but I just think New Orleans is hungrier and the guy who I'm not a huge fan of, CJ McCollum, has had one of the best um, post-All-Star break um, seasons that I've seen. Especially for a player going to a new team. He's been incredible. He's been killing it for sure. He's been excellent. My predictions look pretty good right now. I had two teams out of my 10 that didn't make it. That's not too bad for the West. It's pretty solid. The Lakers are one of them, which I enjoy. Okay, well, let's move on. I don't want to talk too much about the play-in. We'll cover the full playoffs on our next show. But... I want to talk about your Lakers firing Frank Vogel, the scapegoat of all scapegoats. Did you think this firing was justified? Why or why not? I know you'd like to say that I fenced it. Um, I truly, I don't know how I feel about this because I wasn't pushing for Frank Vogel to go, but he was up against some odds, man. Like The team was very top-heavy, three Hall of Famers in the starting lineup. Not to mention Dwight and Melo as reserves, and they won 33 games. I mean, that's the end result. Throughout throughout the the season, the Lakers were under 500, and they only won four games after the All Star break. However, there was a lot of injuries. Like Anthony Davis missed a good portion of the season. LeBron missed a number of games. Um, Kendrick Nunn, for some reason, did not play. Uh, it was just interesting, and and you know, like people criticized Frank Vogel for his rotations, and then the fallout with Russ and all that other stuff. I would I would have been cool with Frank Vogel coming back for another season. Um, so I'm not gonna say I I thought he should have gotten fired. I, I especially winning the championship like a year and a half ago. Um, yeah, I it, it probably was premature, but I think they were looking for someone to fall on the sword. <clears throat> Sorry, it wasn't you know they weren't gonna fire Palinka. Um, so, and, and LeBron didn't endorse Frank Vogel enough, obviously, or he would have stayed on. Same with AD. This firing was awful. This was not Rob Blank. This was not Frank Vogel's fault. 
He had three guys who were very highly paid, and then a bunch of nobodies who are bad at basketball. They should have fired Rob Polinka. Kurt Rambis's wife should have fired Jeannie Buss somehow. Like they should have figured this out and got everyone the hell out of there. Because this is awful. Who is your fourth best player, Webb? This season? Yes. Probably would have been Malik Monk. Not ideal. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing, like, uh I mean I thought the way they that the way that Bogle found out was awful. They handled that terribly. I was gonna get to that right now. So he was asked at a press conference, hey, there's reports coming out that you are being let go from the Lakers. At a press conference. They didn't even tell him. Then he goes, I don't know anything about that S. Amazing job by the Lakers. What's better, Frank Vogel getting fired at a press conference or Magic Johnson quitting at a press conference? Which What is better? Because I'm, I'm debating it here. They're both they're both spectacular. Uh, I'll go with Magic. I think you're right. It's Magic. Magic was better. Magic was the best. At least, at least Magic doing that didn't reflect as badly on the team. Kind of looked like, I mean, it kind of reflected on the team in terms of his relationship with the team, but you could pin it on him as, you know, he could have handled that better. The Lakers for sure could have handled the Vogel thing better. And, and, um, I know they asked DeMarcus Cousins, uh, right after the game and DeMarcus Cousins was pretty, uh, pretty distraught that, you know, that's what he heard at the end of the game. And he said something like, they couldn't even wait until, the expletive game, like they said, he said something like that. They couldn't wait to leak this till twenty minutes after the game. This, that's ruthless. Oh wow. Yeah, but again, LeBron had he endorsed him, they were not going to fire him. Okay, Web. So next season, how are you going to add players because you don't have cap space already? You're already basically capped out. Um, I think Russ is going to be gone. We'll get to that in a minute. So your whole your whole offseason plan to get better is to trade Russell Westbrook for a bunch of assets that are very good assets, right? Yeah, and also guys will still come for the minimum. I mean, the Lakers got some solid pieces with Melo, uh, Malik Monk, who was was pretty good. Uh, got some unsigned, un, some undrafted guys, Austin Reeves, Matt McClung. Who's who number eleven good. on the Lakers? Who's number eleven? Number eleven. Uh, the whole team. You're the 11 seed. Oh. <laughs> bunch of losers. I honestly hate you. I'm trying to think. Who is it? I could see it in your face. It was perfect. <laughs> okay, so there were reports that the Lakers want to bring in some head coaches already. They want to bring in the Raptors, Nick Nurse, Doc Rivers for Philadelphia, Quinn Snyder on the Jazz. Or Rob Palenka's college teammate, Juwan Howard, the coach at Michigan. How likely do you think any of these guys are coming to the Lakers? What are the chances here, Webb? Uh, Quinn Snyder reportedly already is not interested in the Lakers. And they said it was tied to how they got rid of uh, Frank Vogel. Juwan Howard, I don't think he's going to leave Michigan. At least not yet. He's only been there a couple years. Like I think he got an extension this year. He's not. I don't think he's going to leave. At least not to go to the Lakers. Uh, just yet. Uh, it's probably not prepared for the pros after what happened a couple months ago uh, after the game. You can't um, smack a coach in the NBA. Come on, you can smack a coach in the NBA. <laughs> That's fine. He pulled yeah. a little Will Smith. It's all. It's no big deal. <laughs> and um, Doc Rivers, I would say, is an interesting one because Doc does not like to rebuild and Doc does not like to stay stagnant. Uh, Nick Nurse, I don't think Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse would leave the Raptors at this point. 
for the Lakers. Maybe for another franchise, but not not right now for the Lakers. So I'd say Doc is the most likely out of those four. I agree with you. Doc is the only one I think that would consider it. I think Nick Nurse, you have a zero percent chance of. He's also the coach of Team Canada and has maybe the best job security in the NBA. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Not anytime soon. And if he, he leaves, it's on his it's on his own choice. Or on his he, own uh, yeah. He won a title in Canada. I can't see them firing him, even if they had like four bad seasons. They're like, yeah, you want a title though. Young team, we're figuring things out. I think they'll give him a chance. They're not going to fire him. Yeah, I know they wouldn't fire him. I, I was just thinking if he wanted to part ways, like how Doc wanted to part ways from uh, the Clippers, but I can't I, see him doing that at this point. I always think in the NFL that players will not go to teams that have bad coaches or general managers who treat their players badly. I think coaches might see the way you guys treated Frank Vogel and think the same thing. Like, why well, do I want to go there? I got two years, maybe. And then if if, I, if LeBron doesn't like me, it could be one year. Like, that's a really tough situation. That's stress, man. It, it is. And I don't know if you want it because I, I don't think the Lakers will be much better next season. LeBron's a year older. Anthony Davis is a year more hurt. Russell Westbrook is a year more bricking things. Like, it's going to be tough. Why the Russ hate, man? I feel bad for the guy, honestly. I'm going to start calling Westbrook the contractor because he's great with bricks. <laughs> I'm proud of that one. All right, let's move on to Alvin Gentry being fired as the interim head coach of Sacramento. Apparently, they're moving him to the front office role. That could be happening. Sacramento, I think, has extended their no playoff streak to 16 years. Did you think this was fitting or were you surprised by this move? So he was an assistant coach. He got the interim tag. I don't really consider this a a firing. Like He wasn't guaranteed he was going to come back. Um, And they're still keeping him in the organization. Um, I didn't really think he was going to stay with Sacramento. I think he was probably the most like uh, um, seasoned assistant. And anything other than Luke Walton is probably a, a positive for them at that point. Um, and I think they want stability in the franchise. I don't know which coach is going to go there. I saw the list of re- uh, reported um, coaches they're looking to recruit. And they're all like, meh, like they're... They're fine, but they're not big names at all because no one's going to want to go to Sacramento. They're realistic. They can't get anybody. The team is bad, and they can't really do anything about it. They're stuck. It's also the city. I have never been to Sacramento by choice, and I don't have any choice. <laughs> don't want to go. It's the capital, man. Sh- Ever since Schwarzenegger left, I've been out. <laughs> he made that place pop it, and since then, no thank you. Uh, I think Alvin Gentry is a fine coach, by the way. I think so, too. He's, but he's not a good coach. He's not a bad He's a fine coach. He's not a bad coach. He's fine. I think you, can, he, you can be 500 with Alvin Gentry for a full season if your team is decent. Yeah, I think he's the Jim Caldwell of uh, the NBA. I think he's always going to be around. He has more of a personality than Jim Caldwell, but he's, you know, a little serious. And uh, I think he's well-respected. Uh, Jim Caldwell is a good coach. He got a raw deal in Detroit. And I'm I'm still mad he does not have a job. It's probably because he is a robot, technically. And the tax situation with a robot is, is tough to figure out. But he deserves a job in the NFL. It's ridiculous he doesn't sure. have one. So let's talk about Russell Westbrook for a second, Webb. The contractor. He is guaranteed $47 million next season. It's the last year of his contract. Webb, you texted me the other day that Russell, Russell Westbrook is guaranteed to be traded, no questions asked, before the season starts, 
And there will be a bidding war to get him because he's such an elite player. Do you stand by these comments? How do you sleep at night, sir? Did you not text me uh, t- things patting yourself on the back because a report came out that teams may be interested in trading for Russell Westbrook? You're like, see, it's basically done. Trade's done. It's guaranteed. We're getting LaMelo back. These are the things you were saying to me. It was crazy. I was not saying that. Here's here's how it went down. I want the, the, the listeners to hear how these debates go with you. But Cleveland is actually coming back, uh, just as an aside. Um, so what I said was that you were, you were saying the same stuff. Lakers suck. You know, they're in a world of trouble. I said, well, I typical think, coup banter. Yeah. Typical me. Yeah. And I, I said something to the effect of, uh, well, we're going to, we're going to get rid of Russ. And you said, well, why would a team look to do that? Obviously he didn't lead you to any success this year. Why would a team look to do that? Especially when they know what the Lakers desperately need to do this. And and then I think you said, you know, what are the chances that they get rid of Russ uh, before the season? Way afterwards, but you said it. And uh, so I, I don't know if I put a timeline on it. I don't think I did. But I said teams will be interested in Russ because no matter how bad the contract is, there's always a team that's willing to take on a bad contract. And I believe that's true. And, and, and you were saying, you know, that the contract's too bad. No one's going to want him. And then I think maybe a couple of days later, there were reports that um, from Mark Stein and, and, and Shams that Charlotte and Indiana are potential teams that could trade with Russ. They have some contracts they would want to get rid of. Um, Gordon Hayward on Charlotte, Malcolm Brogdon on Indiana, among other players. Um, so, I, so I said to you, I said, look at this. Look at this interest in Russ. Potentially, hearing from two plugged-in sources, two very respected insiders in the NBA, and uh, and then you change your story and you said uh, that Russ may get traded, but it's not going to happen before the the uh, before the season starts. I am guaranteeing Russ is still on the Lakers when the 2022 season starts. Will you do the same for him getting traded? Are we betting a burrito or not? You dirtbag. This is a, okay. Here's a, the reason I don't want to do this, but I don't want to actively root against Russ. I don't have a problem with Russ. Um, so I don't want to be, if we bet a burrito, I'm going to be gunning for them to do it. But sure, I'll, I'll go on the other side and I'll say Russ is gone before the season starts. Wow. You're guaranteeing it. That's crazy. You're throwing Russell Westbrook under the bus like that. That's nuts. I he like led Russ. you guys to the 11 seed. How could you do this to him? <laughs> I like, I like Russ, but I just think that someone's going to want to, um, trade for him because he's still pretty durable. He's 33. He's a triple-double threat with a season removed from Russell Westbrook, you know, getting triple-double after triple-double. Um, still explosive. Uh, still very much so high-motor guy, intense, and, um, and, and a future Hall of Famer. So I think a lot of teams, or I shouldn't say a lot, some teams would still want to get rest, especially as a rental for a year. So I could see teams wanting to get rest for a year. I could not see teams giving up any asset that is good to get rest back. Well, that's a different argument. And I don't, and, 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 you know, I think, I think the rumors so far, or at least the trades that people put in the, the trade machine, trade generator have been, um, <clears throat> sorry, um, Kelly Oubre. Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier. I don't know if Charlotte would actually do that exact deal. It would not. 
but you never know. Um, I can see them getting rid of, I can see them putting in Ubre and, and Hayward. Terry Rozier, I don't know about that. But then again, if Charlotte doesn't make the playoffs again, uh, you know, are they going to stick with the core? I guess we'll find out. I can't wait to see. And, and one thing you forget, Mitch Kupchak, GM of the, of the, the Hornets, you know, if there's certain players he doesn't like, he's going to try and give them back to the franchise that fired him. <laughs> so he's going to try and give you back junk, like I said. Yeah, that makes sense. He could try and do that. That's possible. Not junk, but players like maybe he thinks Roger is very inefficient and, you know, sort of a wild gunner that you can't really uh, tame and who will be um, just absolutely detrimental to any sort of success. I would take on Terry Rogier for a short period of time. I mean, he did get an extension recently, but Terry Rogier, Gordon Hayward, and Kelly Oubre would be a gift to you guys to get that. Hundred percent. But keep in mind, Gordon Hayward is not good anymore. So Who you're is? really getting Ro- Rogier and uh, and and uh, Tsunami Poppy. Who was the guy on the on the Raptors a few years ago that had like four good games and then he got like forty million? He was a big. He's on Bismack on Phoenix. What are the chances you guys get someone like Bismack Biombo? <laughs> like that's trade? the quality of player I see you guys getting back for Russell Westbrook. Like no, Bismack no. Biombo in pieces. Like that's what I see you guys getting back. I mean, it's definitely not a, a, a seller's market for us. <laughs> I'll say that. But he, no. he get. I, I feel bad for him, man. Honestly, because he's still a he's still a good player. He had to play in a a very different system. Uh, playing, you know, third fiddle to, to AD and LeBron. Like, I mean, I'm not saying it was, he had no contribution to it. I don't think he was very willing to change his game, but I also think that, uh, um, they threw him under the bus quickly. Would you take back Michael Porter Jr. knowing he's only going to play in 15 games a season for the rest of his career? Or Russ? Yes. Um, here's the reason why I would hope that there's a season that he plays like, 70 games. Um, Good luck. And, and, and he's young enough and has the potential that it wouldn't be a bad trade. And honestly, I think we could flip him again if we got him because some GM is going to believe in him. So, yes, I would. Okay. I'm just looking at these players that have these big contracts, and uh, it's not looking good for you, buddy. It's not looking good at all. Not taking Aaron Gordon, that's for sure. You may have to. <laughs> okay. I've had a lot of fun in making fun of the Lakers now. Let's move on to our all-NBA teams, Web. I went through this painstakingly. I didn't even cheat this time. I didn't put guys on the wrong team. Web mocked me for doing it last time. This time I was honest. Do you want to start with the first team or the second or the third team, Web? Do you want to build up or build down? Um, yeah, it's probably better if we start with the third team because no one's going to want to listen to the third team if we've already announced the first and second. And okay. um, I'm a basketball genius, so I'm just going to also – announce who I chose at the midseason because it's just what I do. Okay. Let's start with the third team, Web. Who is your third team guards? I have uh, Chris Paul and James Harden. Interesting. James Harden did not make my list because I'm still angry at him for being a terrible teammate. That's fair. No argument from me. Who are your two forwards? Uh, actually, I actually have Kevin Durant and Jimmy Butler. Interesting. Interesting choices. And who's your center? Uh, Bam Adebayo. Okay. So you and I had two of the same choices. That's it. Interesting. My third team guards, the first two, Trey Young and Chris Paul. Interesting. Okay. 
I was just looking at the scoring numbers from Trey. He's like top six in scoring in the league. And I was like, I had to reward that. He made it in the playing game at something. He'll probably make the playoffs now. So got to give him a little respect. He's a great player. Also, he's fine. He's also averaging like almost 10 assists a game. You're not going to give this guy any love. He's third team all NBA. That's pretty good. Yeah, with with the comments. This is what it is. He'll probably make the playoffs. It's no guarantee. My two forwards, Jimmy Butler and DeMar DeRozan. And my center is Carl Anthony Towns. That's interesting. Uh, Minnesota may not make the playoffs, but that's good. Makes sense. (laughs) Towns is just the best big man shooter of all time. I had to reward that. It's obvious he's the best big man shooter. Had to give him something. Yeah, no, I'm joking. Okay. The second team, Webb. Who are your starting guards? Oh, it paid me to do this. Um, Donovan Mitchell. And because of the injury, John Morant. Because of the injuries. Very fair. That is a fair complaint to make for John Morant. I'm still surprised Donovan Mitchell made your team, but good for you. Who are your two forwards? Uh, DeMar DeRozan and uh, Jason Tatum. Actually, I moved him up. Okay, very good. Very good. And who is your center? Rudy Gobert. Wow. Yeah. So you did this very different than you criticized me on the last show for how I did it. <laughs> but okay, I did. I did. Cause you know exactly where I'm going with this. I did, but like I couldn't, I couldn't choose between the two of them. I couldn't. And so I when couldn't I did pro- that, you, d- I hate yeah. you so much as a person right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did it. I did it. I did it. You're a bad person. Okay. I did it. I, 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 I recant all my, all the, the flack that I gave you. So, let me explain. On the last show, when we talked about our all NBA teams, I had Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid on the, as a first team. I had one as a start as a power forward. And Webb called me a cheater, like insulted my family, like went down some dark roads about how bad a person I was for doing this. So I was like, you know what? That's fair. So I didn't do that for this because like the criticism is fair. And Webb does the exact same thing. I cannot believe what a dirtbag you are right now. That is impressive. All right. So, so three reasons why I did it. No, th- no, three, three, <laughs> three comments on what you said. One, you started and said you were a cheater. Yes. I just sort of <laughs> got at you after that. Two, uh, and beats eligible for both. I mean, he was at, at that time when you did it as well, but he's played more games. So more volume at the, at the, at the other position, at both positions. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> and the third sort of comment I have is I would have said those things to you regardless. That is fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the worst person. So for my second team, all NBA, the one that did not cheat. My guards are Devin Booker and Steph Curry. Devin Booker, I think he's a top 10 player. He's now a top 5 player. Maybe a top 10 player. Solid season. I hate you so much. My two forwards, Kevin Durant and LeBron James. And I really struggled with these two guys because of missed time with injuries and just bad performance for LeBron. Team performance, but LeBron James, I know he's going to make the team. So I was like, I'll put him on it just out of respect, but... I didn't feel great about it. You're a better man than I am. And my starting center for the second team, an actual center, Joel Embiid. Okay, if if it's any consolation, I would have had Embiid as on my second team. 
if I had to choose between him and Jokic, I would have had Embiid on my second team. It's not much consolation. That's fine. Okay. First team All NBA. The countdown begins. Web, who is your start? Who are your starting guards for your first team All NBA? So, um, no change here. Well, there was a slight change. Actually, a huge jump. Um, Luka Doncic actually made my first team All NBA because he had probably the, I don't know, top two, top three, um, 2022. Uh, he's been incredible. And Devin Booker, um, who was already on my first team All NBA in the midseason awards, who I've been saying is a top 15 player, has been incredible. Um, better than Jason Tatum, uh, is my other guard. Very good choices. Very good choices. Who are your two power, who are your two forwards? Uh, Giannis, which I think if you don't have Giannis on your first team, then I don't know what, what what you're smoking. Um, but because I couldn't choose between Embiid and Jokic, Embiid fell, uh, there. And your starting center is obviously. Well, it's obviously, uh, Ken Burke. (laughs) That checks out. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, um, it's Jokic. Very solid team. I mean, you cheated to do it in your dirtbag, but very solid team. My two starting guards, Luka Doncic and Ja Morant. And Ja Morant, just to me, is so much fun to watch. The game's missed hurts, but I still just think he's been amazing this season. So I had him, I had him on my first team. Yeah. I had, I had Ja on my first team for the midseason. Just he missed some games and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I have no problem. And I had him as my MVP until he went down. Yeah, I had Luka Doncic second team on our last time we did this. And he moved up because he's been incredible the second half of the season. It's been amazing what he's done. Yeah, I had him second team as well. Uh, my two forwards are Giannis, obviously, and Jason Tatum. Boston in the second half has been absolutely out of this world good. He's amazing on defense and offense. He's averaging like 30 points a game for a while there. I think he's the first team guy now. Okay. And my center is Jokic. So yeah, I think that's a solid team. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. We didn't talk about this before. Who are your uh, top five for MVP voting? Do you have a list? I actually do, and I have it in order. So do I. <laughs> this is why we're friends, because we do stupid stuff like this all the time. <laughs> Unsolicited. Just just like... Do you have an MVP list? Yeah, I got one right here. <laughs> yeah. It's in order. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Who's number five? Yes. Uh, Booker. Okay. Number four? Luca. Three. Embiid. Two. Jokic. Oh, interesting. And one. Giannis. Now I would have had, um, I had Jaw as my guy the whole time, and Jaw would probably go in before Booker as my number five. It's the missed time and things happened when he was gone. I love Jaw, but he missed. He missed some time, man. Things happened. That is very fair. Jaw missed a lot of games this year. Fifty-seven games. It's a lot of games missed. A lot of games. So my number five is a guy who missed even more games. It's Kevin Durant. I, I just think he's probably the best player in basketball, realistically. 100%. And if it wasn't for injuries, he's probably the... I don't know if he's the runaway MVP, but he's the best player in the league. So I had to put him on my on my list. That makes sense? Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. I, still, I know you gave me flack before, but I honestly think he's the greatest offensive player ever. He... He might have the most skill set now, but I just find it so hard to go back against different eras because they just didn't do things the same. It's just a different game. That's fair. We'll never know. My number four is Luka Doncic. Uh, number oh, three. Wow. Yeah. 
We're both at the same number four. Yeah. Doncic, like, if he if he didn't have the first month he had, you could make an argument that he was the best player in the league. I'm not sure I would, but beside that first month, you could say he was the best guy. His team's been incredible. Of all these guys, he probably has the worst team. Well, him and Jokic have just really bad teams, but you could make the argument he was the best guy. I wouldn't make that argument, but I think he was definitely really good. Uh, number three for me is Giannis. Ah. Yeah. I went slow, back man. between I went back between Giannis and Embiid like ten different times. Yeah, I kept rotating them. Oh, God, it, it's really hard for me for those two guys. Like it was really difficult, and they ended with the same record, which really screwed me. <laughs> I was like, I'll have this, and it's the same record. It's terrible. I, it, it was really easy for me once that Harden trade went down. I I was saying all season I'm disqualifying. Embiid from the MVP race. So to me, for Embiid, it was the first few months when Harden wasn't there, how he kept the team afloat. That's why I had him above Giannis in the end. It's that Simmons was a dumpster fire, and he still had the team playing well. He was getting 40 and 12 some nights. So Giannis was number three to me. Embiid was number two. And then my MVP is Jokic. Uh, he's just been amazing this year. He's averaging like 26, 14, and 10, or 8. It's like it's ridiculous this season. He's been really good. Been really good and very efficient. So do you think Giannis actually wins the MVP for you this year or do you think it's somebody else? Um, I don't think they give it to Giannis. Three out of four years, NBA doesn't really like to do that. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting uh, that the guys that will probably finish in the top three are all born outside of the, the U.S. I don't think we've ever had that before. And um, our top four are all born out of the U.S. I was going to make that oh, point yeah, to you right. as well. Right. Luca as well. Right. Um, it's a new world, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting. Um, I so no, I don't think Giannis wins. I would love to see him win because he's my choice right now. I would love to see Jaw win too, but they're not going to give it to Jaw because of the games, and because they're not. I don't think they give it to Jaw over Jokic either. Um, I think Giannis has no chance to win because it's a it's a narrative award, like we always say. Yeah, I think it's Embiid or it's Jokic, and I think. I think Jokic has been the better player, but I would not be surprised if Embiid wins. If I was betting, I would bet Embiid to win just for the narrative award, how it's a better story. Philly was really pushing it out. He won the scoring title this year. Like all these things, I think that that's why they did this. Yeah, that so would I be see him winning. That would be an interesting uh, uh, narrative. I, I also think about the narrative with Harden, though. Like, although Embiid didn't do anything, it's hard to tell Embiid's story this year without the whole Harden. Simmons fiasco. That's true. It is true. But I think that the narrative will be he overcame the Simmons situation, how toxic it was there in Philly, and then they overcame. That's what I think they're going to try and do. It's fair, man. Phoenix fair. rising from the ashes or something. Oh, you just first made me, round playoff loss. Just, you just made me think of something totally random. The X-Men movie uh, that came out, the most recent one, Dark Phoenix. Bad movie, yes. Terrible movie. That's all I have to say. Thanks for throwing that in there, Web. Way to keep the show on its toes. Pop culture references, man. We should start a movie podcast as well. We watch a lot of movies. We really do. I'm in. Let's do it. (laughs) Rookie Phenoms on film. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I like our, I like our teams. We got some different players there. It's a lot. I like it a lot better when we disagree, which is good. So we, our teams are very different. I like that. We actually agreed on Luka Doncic for the first time. Ever. And I had Trey Young all NBA and you didn't. This is crazy. It's a new world. 
I, I think Trey's great. He's one of my favorite players to watch. But um, guards, guards are deep for me, man. And I couldn't put him there over over uh, Donovan Mitchell, over James Harden. Yeah, I could see why you'd do that. Sure, now makes me so angry. Okay, let's move on to our all defense team web. I think these were really interesting. I have a hard time judging defense a lot of times because I don't pay attention as much to it as I do offense, obviously. Do you pay attention to defense as much as you do offense in the NBA? I mean, it's hard to do it as much just because um, a lot of the defensive uh, accolades and the praise that they get like, is based off things that are not captured on the stat sheet or that you can't readily see. And it's not going to be on highlight reels. A guy making... A defender making uh, 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 someone's sh- shot selection very tricky, uh, very tough. Um, you know, shutting someone down—it's—it's it's hard to capture all of that. Doing all the all the dirty work, grabbing loose balls, um, you know, uh, fighting through screens—all all those sorts of things. Like it's—it's it's tough, man. So I read an article uh, yesterday about football, but I think it's going to apply to our defensive talk. It was about Bill Belichick and PFF's grading system and how he doesn't understand how they grade things because if a play fails for them, they don't know who the mistake it was until they ask the players because defensive calls can change at the line. So on the game film, you might think a safety messed up, but then it's actually a cornerback cornerback's mistake. I think that can happen in the NBA as well. Someone didn't follow a screen, the pick and pop. Like, things can happen like that where it looks like Giannis messed up but it's actually Middleton's fault. Do you know what I mean? Like that can happen and we don't notice those things. Yeah, maybe. Um, and especially, uh, you know, weak side help, things like that. And, 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 and it's tough sometimes that I find that some guys who are like good shot blockers or have gotten a lot of shots blocked, uh, might not be good defenders. Um, so some of the stuff that's captured, so I guess it's sort of like in the NFL, like some guys who get a lot of interceptions aren't exactly lockdown corners necessarily. Um, sometimes the stats are misleading too. Very true. Okay. Let's start with the second team, all defense. Who are your guards, Webb? Yeah, it's a tricky award. Um, I have, uh, Chris Paul and Matisse Thybul. Thybul. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting, interesting choices. Neither guy made my team. That's fair. Yeah. I think, I think sometimes the, 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 the Thybul, the Thybul praise sometimes, uh, it's a lot of hype. And I think a lot of times people just say he's a fantastic defender because you hear he's a fantastic defender. And I think Did he's you? a good defender. That's why he made my team. I think he is a good defender. But I'm not going to argue that you need to have him on your team. I don't really care. <laughs> did, you, did you hear the Stephen A. Smith criticism of Tybal yesterday? It is one of the best Stephen A. Smiths of in a while. Our mutual friend actually told me a, a little bit about it. I did not see it, though, no. So... Uh, Matisse Thibel cannot play in the games in Canada this year because he only got one vaccination. To enter Canada, you need to be vaccinated with two shots with, and be 14 days past that. Stephen A. Smith said, this is the dumbest thing he's ever seen in an NBA player in years. Not even this season, many years. At least Kyrie had a stance of not getting any shots. To get one and not the second is the stupidest thing possible. And I agree. I am against Matisse Thibault now for being stupid for a long time going forward. I'm out. Yeah, I guess you couldn't pick a size. Is that did that affect or did that influence you not selecting him? No, it did not. But okay. I enjoyed that after. Uh, my two guards were Mikhail Bridges and Fred Van Fleet. So that's my second team of guards. 
That's fair. I like Freddie. Who are your two forwards? My writing is awful. I have uh, Jimmy Butler and I cheated a little bit and get out of town. <laughs> um, Draymond. I mean, I didn't really cheat. Draymond Green. He missed our a lot list, of time. Our list is gonna be very different because I did not have any have any of those guys on my lists. And and as they should be. I don't think a lot of these journalists, all these writers, it's always overlap in the list. This is such a subjective award at times that there should be variation. You know what I mean? Sure. My two second team forwards were Robert Williams the third on Boston and Jaron Jackson Jr. Interesting. I like I like uh, the Time Lord Robert Williams. Guy's killing it in blocks. He just got hurt recently, but yeah. Boston was like the best team defense of like the last twenty years. They were saying it was crazy how good their defense was, and he was the main guy behind it. I'm a huge fan of his. I was I was considering putting him and Al Horford on my team. And who is your center? Uh, Bam, Bam Adebayo. I had Joel Embiid. Okay. Okay. Let's go to first team. Who are your guards in the first team? All NBA. Uh, Drew Holiday, Marcus Smart. Our first agreement. I had Marcus Smart and Deontay Murray. Okay. Solid. Deontay Murray led the league in steals this year, which I did not know. Yeah. Who are your quite athletic? <laughs> um, Giannis and Mikhail Bridges. Good choices for Mikhail Bridges. I had him as a guard. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had him as a, like a small forward. Uh, my two forwards are Bam and Giannis. Yeah, Giannis is arguably yeah. the best defender in basketball. He's insane. Yeah, and I'm going to assume we have the same center, Rudy Gobert. Your favorite guy, Rudy Gobert. I mean. I know he's great at swatting deodorant away, but he's good at swatting balls too. Who knows? Who know, who really knows? We'll see, man. <laughs> Luca is hurt for this first round. He's a calf strain. Utah has a chance to make it out of this first round for the first time ever. It's crazy. You know what? We should talk about that just briefly. The Luca injury? Uh, no, not the Luca injury. Uh, but you you raise an, an interesting point. I disagree with you. I think Utah would have made it out the the round without you know whether. Luka Doncic is there or not. Um, but I certainly think it's much easier for them to make it now with, if Luka misses time. For sure. If Luka's out or hobbled, the chances of Dallas advancing are zero. Yeah. You can't... Yeah, Probably a you, Yeah, I mean, Dallas without Luka is arguably the worst team in the league. <laughs> it's really bad. It's bad. It is bad. Yeah. I, so it's a cash drain. Jason Kidd says, keeps saying... Uh, it's keep like keep keep him in your prayers. He has he's feeling great. Calf strains are really serious. I don't think he's back in four days. Do you think he's back in four days? Hard to say. It doesn't sound like he's gonna be back. I mean, he got hurt like <laughs> with like what a quarter left in the season for him. It was really bad timing. It was the yeah. game was almost over. Yeah, and uh, he's not the the fittest uh, NBA player, so. I think he misses game one potentially. He's got WBB. Which I'm going to include WB tendons as well and muscles now. WTs. It's not good. But I, I had Utah beating Dallas even with Luka Doncic. Uh, we'll do our full preview show Thursday because tomorrow, I guess the game's will be Thursday. Yeah, we we'll have the, uh, the, the finals or yeah. the, whatever, playing finals, whatever it's, it's called. Okay. We will have a, a full preview Thursday, which I cannot wait for to declare who will be the NBA champions this year. 
So I have a team that I'm riding really high right now. Mm. It's the LA well, Lakers. You, oh, whatever. You were <laughs> you were really high on Philly. I have a feeling that you've softened that stance. You were really high on them. Beginning of the year, middle of the year. I'd be surprised if they're still your team. I am not going to lie. I think there's like a 45% chance they don't get out of round one. Oh, buddy. I think it's higher than that. <laughs> I think it's higher than 40. I think, I mean, I don't want to spoil the next show, but I think Shaq I, is going to be, uh, going to have some egg on his face for what he said the other day. I think there is a serious chance Toronto wins that series. I, yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to predict that because I've had Philly so high for so long, but I'll predict it. I think, I think the Raptors Toronto's win a bad a matchup. Toronto's a really bad matchup for Philly. Yeah. <laughs> They're really I think, bad. I think the Raptors win in seven. I just they, they they rebound well. They can shoot the three. Good passing team. They can get to the line. I have a feeling Harden's gonna choke some games. For sure. It's gonna be Embiid averaging thirty-five and fifteen probably. And then what? Like I don't know. Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, you hate. Um Obviously, yeah. Like the worst thing is Toronto doesn't have a big man that Embiid can defend in the paint. Not one. So his great defense doesn't apply to the Toronto team. They don't play like that. No. It's he's gonna eat inside because no one can stop him on Toronto because he's just too big. But and there's gonna forty, and that could be not enough. And there's gonna be a game where he's gonna struggle. Yeah. Toronto's got great defenders. Everyone's long and like they're they're really good defenders. Yep. And they they can all shoot, or most of them can shoot. Siakam's playing fantastic basketball. I think it's the best year of his career. Um, slow start and then turns it on big time. Yeah, Freddie's been great. He's been injury prone, but he's been great. Gary Trent, heat check, a three and D guy. Scotty Barnes had a one of the biggest surprise rookie seasons I can remember. I think Scotty Barnes is the person I was most wrong about in the last calendar year. <laughs> no, he's he's been amazing. Um, I was. I- you know, I was right there with you. I was not high on Scotty Bones. He was fantastic. After the draft, I killed the Raptors for taking him over Jalen Suggs. I was furious. And right. he is exactly what the Raptors needed. He's been the perfect piece for this team. And yeah, I was very wrong about Scotty Barnes last season. I apologize. Scotty Barnes, you are amazing. Um, yeah. And he can guard any position. The Raptors got a real gem. I wasn't low on him because I thought Jalen Suggs would be better. I wasn't high on Jalen Suggs at all. But I thought Raptors swinging on Scotty Barnes at number four overall. I thought that was such a stupid mistake. And it was fantastic. Like, wow. You know what's crazy? That Masai actually knows more about basketball than us. Like, I wasn't sure of it before, but now I think he probably <laughs> knows more basketball than us. It's crazy. Well, so this is what put it, put it over the top three. The title, I was like 50-50 still us versus him. But this was like, yeah, it's now him. He, he deserves it. Well, the title I still think is attributed to KD. I think KD gifted that to Toronto. Oh, relax. <laughs> relax. Still think. <laughs> All right. I, I'm not coming off of that. Um, I remember. Person. I remember that game when KD came back. I was walking past uh, Scotiabank, and there were people, a lot of Raptors fans, who were just getting the pregame jitters, saying all sorts of things about KD. And then when KD came and the first, that first 10 minutes, it was the, Ra- the Raptors pushed him to the limit his body could go. His Achilles tried to go, and they, the Raptors said, no, you don't play basketball no more, Kevin Durant. You're done. Wow. They, and, 
The Raptors were so good, they ended his Achilles. That's how good the Raptors were that year. It's crazy. And then they still almost went to Game 7. Um, title's a, a title's a title. Okay, Webb. We're going to end the show there, but before we do, before the playoffs, you and I always make bold predictions. That's going to come on our Thursday show. But you are a maniac, so you have a bold prediction you want to get on record today. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. How strongly do you believe in this bold prediction? I'm, I'm pretty confident. Is this Russell Westbrook will be traded confident or the Lakers will make the playoffs confident? Which confident <laughs> level are you at right now? It's you're the devil. It's confident. Okay. Let's hear this bold prediction. I can't wait for it. Um, none of the number two seeds. So neither number two seed in neither conference is coming out of the first round. Okay, so you have Brooklyn beating Boston. Yes. And either Minnesota or LA beating Memphis. Sorry. Let me qualify that. If the Clippers beat Minnesota, which I assume they will, I have the Clippers beating Memphis. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, it's less bold now, but okay, sure. Put a big caveat there. Only, I, I, I think Memphis beats Minnesota if they play them, but I think the Clippers beat Memphis. Okay. Uh, come back on Friday morning for our full playoff preview. I cannot wait for that. Everybody, please go follow us on Twitter at Rookie Phenom. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. We are huge on verbal. Big Daddy Bezos loves us on Amazon Podcasts. Web, has Bezos been calling you all the time? I blocked him. He still keeps calling me. It's crazy. He's got like no, four he, phones. He doesn't like me like that, man. You're lucky, man. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of phone calls. Coop, come in the rocket ship. Come in. I'm like, Bezos, relax. But he won't relax. It's crazy. You just call him Bezos. Call him BDD. <laughs> Everybody, thank you for listening. Have a great night. <laughs> yeah.